0: You are about to enter The Create Unknown, and make sure to follow us over at patreon.com slash thecreateunknown.
1: Hey, welcome to the Create Unknown. I am Kevin Lieber. With me as always is Matthew Tabor. Matt, I need you
0: to tell me something. You probably didn't know this, but if if you need if you need a girlfriend, you can just run a contest. Did you know this?
1: No, no, I did not. A contest for a girlfriend,
0: like a sweepstakes? Yeah. Yeah, did you see uh about the the fashion guy in Japan who Had uh, he brought up this really uh, a contest to find a girlfriend? Um, he's mid 40s, pretty successful. I think Zozo is the name of the company that he runs. Um, it's a fashion company, and he decided to do a documentary series where he just invited like every woman in Japan over 20 to become his girlfriend. So
1: he basically did The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, not for reality TV, but for reality, reality. <laughs> reality, reality, yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. How did it yeah. go? Um, and, well, like 30,000 people applied. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was going to put on a streaming service. Um, but, you know, people were kind of uncomfortable with this. Like, is this the right way to go about Relationships, You know, there are questions, too, about when you're I don't know how much money he has, but it's a lot. It's a lot because he said something too recently. He's going to give night like nine or ten million dollars to his Twitter followers. Oh, my gosh. Uh, because he wants he wants to do an experiment to see if uh, paying them actually makes a difference in the happiness in their lives. So. I don't know. It it might. I don't know how he's going to track this, but anybody who can give away nine or ten million dollars probably has has a bit to spare. Um, but, yeah, twenty twenty five thirty thousand 30,000 people think they've got a shot at this. And and then he pulled out. It's over. What happened? He's canceled it. He's canceled the experiment. Um, he got he got cold feet on it, it appears. I don't think he went into detail, but. Uh, he, oh God, this is the worst part. I totally forgot the best, uh, the best thing here. Um, (laughs) it wasn't just to be his girlfriend. (laughs) If you get to be his girlfriend, you get to go on a voyage around the moon on SpaceX.
1: What? How did you leave that part out? (laughs) Oh, also you get to fly around. You
0: get to orbit the moon. I mean, that's You get weird. to become his girlfriend and orbit the moon. Okay. Yes.
1: Yeah. All right. The stakes were raised slightly with the addition <laughs> of that caveat.
0: <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. So I'm thinking that's that's really a good... That sounds like a Jake topic. Like, that's a Vsauce 3 episode, isn't Date it? Date around the moon? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, social media contest to find somebody to take around the moon. I can see that being a very... Highly cinematic, space oriented thing. Yeah,
1: but but now he's just lonely. He's girlfriendless and moon tripless. I mean, he must be Yes. Still searching for love and for a, a moon travel companion.
0: We have to assume that he's kissless uh at this point. <laughs> and <laughs> and now uh, now I guess the best anybody can do is follow him on Twitter and see if they get paid. Yeah,
1: we're going to have to share his Twitter account, I guess, his handle, so that our listeners can attempt to give him his first kiss, accompany <laughs> him around the moon, and maybe get some of that mystery money.
0: Yeah, how could I forget the moon part? How could I leave that out?
1: I don't know. I don't know. That's amazing. Yeah, like, uh, maybe we should just do a, a whole episode about the psychology of forgetting the most important part of a story.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That'll have to be another episode like, though. This, this one is about hatred, hate, haters. It is hate, pure, hate. pure, pure. It's the create unknown. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we have a reason that, that we're thinking about hate because we just saw we just saw a hate bomb explode in the create unknown universe, didn't we?
1: We did. Yeah. So, we we have had um a few guests now that unbeknownst to us kind of carry with them a following of sorts that really dislike these people. So, yes. You know, full disclosure on the the guests that we have on the show. These are people that I know some of which for a very long time. Um, but I mm-hmm. don't happen to know the subcultures around them uh, just because there are too many creators, there are too many subcultures, and there's too much criticism out there about everything under the sun. So when you know, I asked to speak with Justin Silverman, who is someone who I've known literally for nine years probably – and then all of a sudden within like two hours of an episode going live, all of these people come out of the woodwork who really do not like Justin. Uh it, it it come it's definitely a surprise to me, you know?
0: And um And he he knew it was coming too because he uh left a comment on on the thing saying uh, you know, hey to all of the people who who are coming in to hate watch this or hate listen or something. Uh, and there's, I mean, there's a subreddit dedicated to criticism of, of uh, screen waves and a massacre, uh, a lot about Justin himself um, to give you a sense of how this plays out numerically, because if we can quantify hate, we should quantify hate. Uh, most of the time we post an episode Uh, it's like 90 to 95% likes. You know, the ratio of likes to dislikes is like 19 to one, okay? Because the people who listen to The Create Unknown tend to like it. You know, Uh, nobody's coming in to to go bonkers on on, uh, us talking about YouTube stuff. With Justin's episode, it is, the number of dislikes outweigh the number of likes, like three to one, I mean, it's something like 30 likes to a hundred dislikes. A hundred dislikes on a thing that doesn't have a whole lot of views is insane. This never happens. It's hard to do that with a, with a YouTube video. You have to be really offensive. And hopefully if you're listening now, you listen to our conversation with him. There's nothing offensive in it. There's nothing weird in it. I mean, we just, we just talk like media work and YouTube stuff and the landscape of it all. Um, But over that nine, 10, 12 years, however long he's been in the game, this stuff happens, doesn't it? It just happens where you do something and bother a lot of people. Maybe you do something stupid and and make legitimate enemies. You know, Um, there are a bunch of, a bunch of ways that this can combine, but Wow, did we see an outpouring of hate and criticism that we are not used to?
1: No, and it wasn't directed towards us, obviously. It was directed towards Justin. These people just don't don't like him. They don't like a few of the people apparently. So yeah, so as I learned afterwards, there is this subreddit dedicated to complaining about Cinemassacre. And the uh, the Angry Video Game Nerd <laughs> and like what that channel has turned into, the more that Screenwave has been involved in it. And yeah, it's not just Justin that gets criticism. It's pretty much everybody that's, uh, that's surrounding James Rolfe, it looks like, and maybe even some towards James yeah. himself. I'm not exactly
0: sure, but... I saw some against him for just like letting this happen, letting these people come in and ruin everything. So even when he himself isn't doing anything worthy of criticism uh, to them, inaction is is worth the criticism or, you know, like he, he's like an accomplice <laughs> to his own destruction. I mean, it's the weirdest thing to see some of the mental gymnastics uh, justifying Justifying the hate but yeah all flavors, all permutations of <laughs> who, how and why you can criticize the Cinemassacre sector uh, we we saw it it exists.
1: yeah and, and we definitely just kind of scraped the surface. I think perhaps there there is uh, a lot more beneath the surface of specific reasons for this hate, but from what I can tell, it seemed as though to me, from the comments that the general vibe is that people miss the way that the angry video game nerd or the cinemassacre channel was in the past. They thought it was better in some way in the past, and today it sucks. And essentially that once, you know, ScreenWave got fully involved in working with James and and making these videos and helping him make these videos, that's when, you know, the channel jumped the shark or just turned into crap, and that's what they're upset about. Is that this thing that they used to love is now terrible, and they're taking out their anger on who they find to be the culprits of that?
0: So, what is the difference between Cinemassacre uh, in the past and now? Because probably not, probably not everybody uh, who who's listening to this has has a good handle on it. I mean, a lot of people know Angry Video Game Nerd in those videos. Um, but, but that's, you know, a different thing than following along with all the Cinemasker stuff. So if you could sum up old versus new, what would it be like? I mean, honestly, I'm
1: not that deep into the, the, the channel to know what the differences are. So, you know, I think that I felt a little ignorant overall as to the complaints, because while I do watch the occasional video, you know, it's not something that I've dedicated my time to being the world's biggest fan of. So I think that from what, you know, Justin seemed to talk about in our episode is that they have like 3 videos a week. So that that, you know, implies to me that they are like regularly producing these shows and this content and maybe to some degree it's a little cookie cutter, I don't know. Um perhaps in the past, you know, James took longer to make videos, but As a result, they were better and they were more labors of love. And now they're just kind of cranking Mm. out content to keep the channel alive or to support the channel. Uh, I'm not sure. That's the general gist that I got, though, is that essentially I think that the channel used to be more of a labor of love of James and his art and his creativity. And the videos were great. And they came out when they came out and they were – things that he wanted to talk about and perhaps now that there's more of like a schedule and crew involved and like a regular uh series of videos where he like reviews movies on Fridays or whatever perhaps it's it's yeah. watered down the channel for hardcore fans
0: one thing you know we're talking about how we don't know the every you know bit of the ins and outs on on the programming here and why people are are upset over how it used to be versus what it is now. But uh there is something that I am I am an expert in. I'm actually the world's greatest expert in this one field and that field is Kevin Lieber hate. I know VSauce 2 hate better than anybody. Better than you because of all the comments I read. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's some parallels here where, um, you know, there's no hate movement on uh, uh, on your stuff. But uh, we were talking a couple days ago about how things like nostalgia and expectations play a role on this, uh, on this sort of thing. And your channel has been around for so long that uh, that you've changed formats, you've changed topics, and there's just a portion of people who... This ruins their life. um, I think we've mentioned it uh in in past episodes, but at a certain point, you stop doing mind blow for a lot of legitimate reasons in terms of programming, logistics, and the direction creatively that you wanted to go and every video since, which now it's been a lot of videos, there's a portion of comments that amount to this sucks, bring back mind blow,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just got to... Yeah. Uh, a tweet like three days ago about that. Like, when are you going to do another mind blow? Yeah. Like I hate these math videos. Uh, I loved mind blow. Why did you stop doing it? Et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, like you said, I mean, and we've gone over this there, there's a lot of reasons for that. And ultimately every piece of entertainment like has it's shelf life like there there isn't anything that just is great forever i mean how could it be like i think of the simpsons as as the defining example in my lifetime where uh, of something that just keeps going <laughs> without end and how long has it been now
0: 30 years More. i mean 30 i might have to look this up as we talk because was it was it did it come out in the I 80s think
1: 89 i think it's like 31 years
0: yeah, you're right. December 17th, 1989 was, was the first episode of the Simpsons. So that is, that's a long time. That's a really long time. Uh, let's put it this way. When the Simpsons came out, let's see when, uh, yeah, I mean the Soviet Union fell in <laughs> like after, uh, the Simpsons came out. <laughs> like that's kind of a crazy statistic, isn't it? Yeah, it's, but I it's, mean,
1: it's older than probably most of the people listening to our podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. And it, it was like 1991 when when the Soviet Union fell. So a show that came out <laughs> like during the the last throes of the Cold War is still going on now. And it's it's not the same now. Really in any sense. I mean the animation style is different. You know the those First uh, seasons of The Simpsons are so crude compared to how polished it is now. Um, like visually, it's different. Uh, in terms of content, it's evolved. Uh, it's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to keep doing the same thing, but not the same thing for what, 31 years?
1: Yeah, and retain a level of quality that the people who first fell in love with it will be happy with. You know, it's like. For me, the Simpsons golden years were somewhere around like seasons three to to nine, maybe something like that. There's like a there's like a range there where like people our age, like generally like fawn over those years. I mean, Conan O'Brien was a producer during those years and a lot of like really big name uh, famous writers were involved and And it was a different show. Anyway, I stopped watching it. I don't know. In like 2000, 2001, maybe because I was done with it. I didn't like okay. it any like it anymore. It was it was the watered down. It had gotten watered down in a way that maybe people feel like the Cinemassacre Channel is now. I don't know. It just wasn't something that I thought was great anymore. So I moved on to other things. Right. I I didn't like follow the Simpsons around like yelling at them and talking about like how much they suck (laughs) and like they ruined the Simpsons. It's like, all right, I guess that's, that thing is not what it used to be to me anymore. And that's a shame. But luckily for me, there is an endless stream of things to focus my attention on. Like to me, there are literally lifetimes worth of like knowledge, hobbies and entertainment that I would love to, to, to get into that. I just won't like, I won't like, I almost like wish I could get reincarnated or clone myself and say like, okay, Kevin, Kevin two, you're going to be the comic books, Kevin. (laughs) and You're going to like know everything about comic books and you're going to get eyeball deep in that world. And you're going to be able to talk to me about it. And I'm going to be able to vicariously experience like the rich depth of the stories of like 40 years of X-Men comics that are probably really cool and have great art, but like Kevin One, like I don't have time for that.
0: I have to point out here that you had this. You had that clone. You had balloon Kevin and you shot him in the (laughs) head. Yeah.
1: Balloon Kevin. That that's right.
0: I did. You had this very rare chance to have the clone that could explore all of the interests you don't have time for, you don't have the energy and resources for, and you put a needle in his temple. Yes. For the- Poof, pop, <laughs> done, For, for over. the
1: entertainment of the world.
0: If <laughs> if you haven't seen, what's the title? Surviving the Deadliest Game? Yeah. That's, that's a reference to uh, a, a video that Kevin made about uh, Russian roulette and- some of the different odds in it. Uh, there's a great little clone of the Kevlieb <laughs> and, uh, I guess we've, we've thrown a bit of a spoiler in so far, but it is Russian roulette. So, you know, that at some point things are going to go badly for somebody. So <laughs> I, I don't think, I don't think we're, you know, shocking somebody, uh, with this, but, um, yeah, the clone bit the bullet on that one quite, quite literally. Yeah, but, uh, but what do you do though? Well, if you're James, if you're, uh, hold on, but I, I just want to go back to some okay. more analogies here
1: because I was just thinking about okay. athletes. So, so like overall, there's this kind of theme of if it's better, you know, it's the old Neil Young lyric, it's better to burn out than fade away, right? So you got right. you have two options whether you're um, a musician, a YouTuber, a TV show, or even kind of an athlete. I was thinking about how. And the two options are perhaps over where you're welcome or, you know, quit while you're ahead. Right. So like Seinfeld famously quit while he was ahead. Like that show never got bad. It had nine years. Everybody was really upset when they canceled Seinfeld, but they didn't cancel it. Jerry and Larry David, as far as I know, I don't know if there was any disagreement there, just decided this is done. We're we're done with the show. We don't want it to get bad. We don't want like the bad years of mm-hmm. Seinfeld. So we're just going to stop it. And I was thinking um, uh, athletes are like this, like Barry Sanders famously retired really young. He, I think he like had just turned 30 yeah. maybe. And he's one of the greatest running backs of all time. And he was like, I'm done. And everybody was like, yeah. why? And I'm sure there were a million personal reasons that he stopped. But then you look at, you know, other athletes like, gosh I don't know Shaq being on like seven different teams the last seven seasons of his career just like hanging out on like the Boston yeah. Celtics and the Phoenix Suns and the Cleveland Cavaliers just taking up space and collecting a check um, like this happens right. across numerous sectors and I don't think that there's a right or wrong answer but it's important to kind of recognize what it is
0: it... This is tough because, uh, I don't, there are so many examples of this having happened already on YouTube, uh, where there really is a point where, um, s- some people should wrap it up, you know, like it's cool if they want to make videos and because they enjoy that and they have this, you know, small segment of their community that they want to keep doing stuff where that's awesome. Like do that until the end of time. Cause that's a great hobby. But, uh, you've, I think you've got to be honest about about what it used to be and what it is. Uh, I'm not going to throw out specific examples of this because that's just rotten. That's a a cruddy thing to do. Right. But everybody listening to this probably can think of four or five people who uh, you know, just kind of keep doing the same thing after it it stopped being awesome. Um, But what, what do you do when things are going well? And and this is what's so fascinating to me about James Rolfe and angry video game nerd and Cinemassacre as a broader thing and all of this. It didn't get old. It didn't fail. I mean, that's not the problem here. The problem is a problem of success where it's... Okay, this is a community that people like being in, content they like seeing. Let's do more of it. Let's ramp it up. It's not just him uh, making a goofy video in his den anymore, like when he was playing terrible uh, NES games. Um, You know, that was shot like of him sitting on a couch and maybe doing a couple gags around his apartment. Um, and I, I assume he edited, edited those videos himself at the time. Um, so it turned into something bigger and all of a sudden you've got more people, you've got more ideas. How do you sustain this? Because if he'd been grinding, he would be on like year 15 of those. And that's no way to live. Like you've edited enough videos in your life to know It's tough. It gets old.
1: That's exactly what I was going
0: to say, dude. It's like, you know what happened? He got
1: older. Like He grew up. Like, he's not, I don't know, like 24 years old with nothing better to do than work 100 hours on his, like, Bugs Bunny NES review. Like, the dude has children. He probably is, like, trying to figure out, like, what preschool to send his child to and just has other yeah. priorities in life than like making up a bowl of fake diarrhea to dump on his head for a YouTube video. Do you know what I mean? Like it, I think it literally <laughs> right. comes down to that and it's weird to me and it's unfair to me that people don't recognize that and understand that it's like mm-hmm. a lot of these YouTubers who, you know, you you did love and maybe you don't anymore cuz it's not the same. It's no way to live forever to be working like a hundred hours on some YouTube video. Like even if you do that for eight years, that's a really long time to do that. Well, guess what? Mm -hmm. At like year nine, it's like, okay, maybe I could work only 60 hours a week on this stuff and it can still, you know, provide for my family and entertain the people who still like it. Maybe I could hire a few people and give them jobs. And now I'm helping support other people's lives too, which is a pretty remarkable thing. But at the end of the day, that
0: changes everything. Yeah.
1: Like life is different. And it's important to recognize that.
0: I really can't overstate the importance of the sustainability part changing the process. Because when you go, I, and I, I wish I could, I remembered more about James at the beginning. By the way, I, he, his channel, that, that was some of the first content I ever saw on YouTube. Like, that got me into YouTube was his videos. Uh, so I remember all of the early stuff extremely well. I've watched uh, the old NES videos multiple times each. It's one of my favorite things, both in terms of content and just sentiment, like the nostalgia of YouTube and the sentiment behind it. It's how much I like it. However, I can't remember what James was doing at that time. I feel like he had a job doing like programming somewhere or something. I, I, I forget. But when, you, when it gets to the point where you have recurring liabilities, everything changes, and it, maybe that's, I'm going to do this full time. And this extends to all creatives, all freelancers, all of it. This changes everything when the rent is coming from uh, whatever you're doing, when you have all the recurring stuff, whether it's as simple as your monthly Adobe subscription, uh, just all of these like $60, $50 bills that add up. Most creative people have a few of those going on. So let's throw another couple hundred dollars that's going to be there every month that you now need to sustain your venture. You get some people to help. This could be uh, any number of things, depending on your specific type of creative. We talk YouTube, so we're talking editors, writers, things like that, um, producers. Um, You have to have reliable recurring work for those people where you will not keep talented people okay if you don't pay them properly and you don't have consistent work for them for, then you do not they they will leave for something else okay so you have to operate in such a way that all of your liabilities are getting paid without you wondering on like the 27th of every month whether you're going to be able to make rent and sustain the thing it is you're building uh in terms of people and personnel and depending on again depending on the sector it could be raw materials too you know we're a little bit blessed in that uh consumables aren't a thing for youtube not very often you know you need some gear here and there but generally you don't have monthly liabilities on that but You have to progress in such a way that you can deal with all of these things. And that goes back to what you were saying about The Simpsons and James and everybody else, Vsauce 2. How does all of this square with the actual thing that you're making? Well, and also, I think another thing that's important to
1: mention is it's not even – it doesn't even have to be about building a thing. It can just be about maintaining a thing. Like to me it can also be like how do I scale back like and have more of a life while also still doing this thing that I love if that makes sense. Like if if like if James <laughs> still like loves making Angry Video Game Nerd, but he also like loves his wife and his children and like paying his mortgage, like those two things are not necessarily congruent and there are a million examples this isn't just a youtube thing of like entrepreneurs and business people ruining their <laughs> relationships and like never talking yeah. to their like kids and wife ever again because they chose the business yeah. over the family you, you know that is a tale as old as time is people uh, men largely abandoning their you know wife and children to pursue You know, like Jerry Garcia of the Grateful Dead. He wanted to, that dude just wanted to tour around and he wanted to play his music. And yeah, did he have a wife? Sure. Did he have like kids with her? Yeah. Did he talk to them a lot? I don't think so.
0: (laughs) Not (laughs) Not really, really. No not 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 like not like most people's mom and dads
1: <laughs> you know? no he was on the road and he wanted to play guitar and so that's what he yeah. did so you know i think that we saw this happen with Linus tech tips recently where linus made this video oh, yeah. all about that work life balance and coming to terms with the fact yep. that He keeps making, he has kept making excuses over the years of how he's going to kind of hand off responsibility of his channel to this team that he has. He has already built mechanisms in place for like maintaining his channel, but nevertheless, he still grinds on it endlessly because he loves it. I mean, this was the whole plot of Breaking Bad, the entire plot of Breaking Bad, like spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Breaking Bad, uh, skip ahead. Like he, thirty seconds. If, look, if you haven't watched Breaking, he Bad. he breaks bad. Breaks bad. He
0: breaks bad.
1: And I'm not going to give away the ending, but like, look, that's kind of the point of Breaking Bad. Is about Walter White, uh, Breaking Bad, to 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 help out his family, and then eventually, it's kind of not really. He's not really doing things to help out his family anymore, and it takes him a while to mm. realize that. So,
0: I don't know. As relationships. Yeah, as all sorts of relationships progress too. I mean, we we talked about James where, you know, he's got I don't know if it's one kid or more kids. I I forget, but uh he's got a family now. You know, most like 19-year-old Twitch streamers don't have families <laughs> in the same sense. Um they, and that's their practical considerations there because you do have to think about the well-being of other people at a, at a certain point you know, and that's, that's just added pressure and responsibility on that consistency in terms of dealing with, with those financial liabilities and all of that. Um, but there is the quality of life stuff. And one thing that I think we need to talk about in coming weeks, we, we should do an episode on the relationship stuff, um, which is, it's tough to talk about, but it is so ridiculously important. So one reason that you and I, who are Each about 91 years old in this game, we can do what we do without, uh, without really going crazy. I mean, we're stressed sometimes, but there really hasn't been, tell me if I'm wrong on this, but there hasn't been a critical point where burnout is imminent. Has there, I mean, where it's like I, where you are so close to flipping the switch. Has that happened? No. No, it, it it hasn't happened. No, um, I think I'm sure you've thought about it because yeah, you, you know I've thought about. That in, in a couple different careers where you're like, oh, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. It's time to do something else. But it wasn't, you know, like like a, a in a movie where they're disarming the bomb and it's down to one second. No,
1: no. Because ultimately I like yeah. making things and I'm going to do that regardless. So yeah. it's not really a problem.
0: A big reason we haven't gotten to that point is because we've avoided certain stresses in kind of life setup, right? I think it's a significant thing that both of us are with other creative people that aren't like nine to five cubicle workers. These are people who understand why we do what we do in weird ways and strange schedules. And they get that sometimes something goes wrong and you work all night and uh, just everything is weird about like YouTube life, right? Right. Both of us have people who understand that. And I cannot imagine what it would be like to to match this up with somebody with a very traditional career. I think that would be extremely difficult. Um, I know a lot of people do it. Um, but it, the effect that that has on the, the setup that you've got, the process that you've got to make a sustainable thing, and then... Whatever the end product is, whatever the creative element at the end turns out to be based on those limitations. I think those personal relationships you have with family, with boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands and wives and all that stuff is more important than it might seem. Yeah, nobody ever talks about it either.
1: <laughs> it's It does go no, completely unmentioned. No, they don't. I've never heard anybody talk about that before.
0: No. And I understand that that uh, it's very difficult and you can probably hear uh, in my voice now that I, I'm like stumbling into words kind of because I don't want to just blast it out. It would be really easy if you just like essentially doxed your life history to talk about this. You know, that's what it takes <laughs> to, to say all the uh, specific examples. And I'm sure that's a big reason why people don't talk about it, because to do that capably, you really have to talk about a lot of private things. But the reality is that those private things have a tremendous effect on the public outcomes.
1: Yeah, you don't want your significant other to be upset at you you know, if if something that you're doing creatively went wrong and yeah, like you said, you you have to spend all night fixing it. Like you need them to understand that what it's like to need to grind on something and maybe like the next day you have free because you fixed it that night. But like that night is critical that you get this thing done and it can't be a situation where, you know. They are threatening to walk out because of that, because that's just not going to work.
0: It sounds like we're going off on a tangent here, but I don't think we are. And the reason I wanted to take this fork in the road is because when you do expand to a team and you do expand into what's essentially a little company. And that's what has happened with Cinemasker, going from James making hobby videos into something with a predictable schedule, multiple shows. Uh, They've got a whole bunch of things going on there and they have a very good operation. That operation mitigates what's happening in your personal, like it mitigates your personal circumstances affecting the outcome. It protects, it's almost like insurance in a way. So if, um, You know, tragedy strikes James's life for some reason. It's not the end of the channel. If he needs two weeks off, it just means he calls up Justin and says, hey, something crazy just went down. I got to take care of it. Uh, Do a couple extra shows or you handle this and it survives. You know, when it's just you. If something goes wrong, even when you're just sick, and I know Twitch streamers have a real problem with this because it's so clearly based on one personality. If you have the flu and you're a Twitch streamer, what the hell are you going to do? Dude, I have a good There is no, I have a good
1: friend um, who I've known for like 12 years, Happy Console Gamer, who has... Oh, yeah, yeah. He got pneumonia. He got pneumonia. So he is just completely bedridden like the guy is extremely extremely sick he's been sick since i believe the end of december we're approaching march and he's still yeah. sick like pneumonia is not a joke he's going to be sick for for months and months and months and he's not able to work he can't put any videos out and this is a guy who put who didn't miss an upload in like 9 years or whatever and all of a sudden he got whacked right. with pneumonia and uh he can't do anything and it sucks. And all all you see from him is literally he'll tweet like every three weeks like, hey, guys, I am not dead, uh, which is awesome. But I am also like <laughs> not good. really able to like breathe very well still because of my pneumonia. Yep. So um, there's no way for me to get behind a camera or get in front of a camera and ramble about video games for 20 minutes. Like I literally can't do that.
0: You can see what happened with Jake. I'd say that cancer qualifies as a sort of disruption. Yes. Uh, I think that probably affected his production schedule for a short while. Uh, But what can you do? These things come up, they come up. And when you're the, the personality based uh, creator, like your channel deals with whatever happens to you and going way way back with us. This is precisely why we made an episode talking about uh King of Random being one of the only people in the history of YouTube <laughs> to successfully transfer uh his personality based thing to a new team uh and and keeping it very very much the same as Grant himself made that content but that's how rare it is is that i honestly i don't know if i can come up with even a second example of that being executed as well as king of random did it uh and with millions of creators on youtube like it's tough to do so to to round this back to our original topic The audience, you know, we're talking about it from the creator point of view. We're talking about it from the inside point of view. But does a consumer of this content care? (laughs) To them, the thing that they liked is being altered by these changes in process, by these evolutions, um, by uh, changing things to meet responsibilities, to pay people you work with, all of that stuff. But they really only care about the end result. Is the thing that I love still A thing that I love. Well. And if it's, if that expectation has been toyed with, then they either stop watching quietly and very politely like you did with The Simpsons. Thank you for being so kind to all of them (laughs) and just dipping out of the party without, you know, making a scene. You're welcome. Um, You can do that. Or you can absolutely freak out and start a subreddit of hate. <laughs> yeah,
1: those are the options. Those are definitely the options <laughs> uh, t- to me though. I I, I just take the, uh, the, the point of view that it's like the options for the creator or the athlete or whomever it is kind of are, you know, do you stop altogether? Do you get other people to help you? Which might dilute some of the personality and the creativity that made it what it was to begin with, you know, those are kind of the options. And I think you just kind of have to deal with that. I don't know. To me, freaking out about a change in that way, I sympathize with. I totally do sympathize with. I mean, I can't even imagine the amount of things that either stopped or got worse, you know, as they went on. I mean... Things can get worse really quick. Look what happened with Game of Thrones, where that was like highly uh, touted as the greatest TV show of
0: all time, and then they yeah. and it probably was at that at that point, it probably was the best thing ever to be on TV during those middle seasons. Yeah, and they blew the landing that final season so badly
1: <laughs> that people were furious and you know, I get that. To me, actually, that's a lot worse yeah. than what we're talking about because it's like they still had all yeah. of the resources and all of the time in the world to make that good, and they still screwed it up so badly. So I just have less uh, kind of like vitriol for a situation like Cinemassacre perhaps not being what it, what it once was. Or even The Simpsons not being what it once was. Or Star Wars not being what it once was. You know, like the Star Wars of yes. today. I'm not a fan of. It's not for me. And guess what? That's completely okay. Like, I grew up with those first three movies. They were awesome in the 80s yeah. to me as a kid. And that's good enough for me. Um, <laughs> like, that's okay. Like, you know you know what was a big bummer to me? When Kurt Cobain killed himself. Because that was my favorite band of all time. And guess what? No more music is coming (laughs) out from Nirvana. Like he, uh, you know, decided to put that to an end very abruptly. So uh, do I get like angry at him for doing that? I mean, of course, I'm upset still that he decided to do that. But at the end of the day, it's like, what am I going to do about that?
0: What are you going to do? You go on Reddit and you make a subreddit that's dedicated to hating Kurt Cobain for having having ended Nirvana, that's the that's the option is to build a community of people. Thirty years on, what was that? Nineteen ninety two? Does that sound about right? Ninety
1: four? No, yeah, it was later. And utero came out in ninety four, so it was around like yeah, nine, oh, okay. ninety five. I think the beginning of ninety five, okay. maybe. I want to play devil's advocate to our to myself and ask you a question, Matt, and that is: Are we just old? Are we just boomers, and we've seen? This play out in different ways across different mediums, whether it's Barry Sanders retiring early or Nirvana stopping suddenly, or the Simpsons getting lame or Star Wars becoming lame, whatever it is, like we have in our lives experienced so much that I don't want to say we're like, we're like dead inside to, to, to be reacting to it in any sort of passionate way. But you know. Is it reasonable that if someone was seven years old when Angry Video Game Nerd came out and now they're, I don't know, 16 or 14 or 15 and they're mad that it sucks to them now, does it make sense that they're like, hey, this thing that I loved and I've watched since I was in kindergarten sucks now and it's, you know, these guys fault. So I'm going to hate them uh, publicly for it. Does that make sense?
0: It does. It does. And as you were talking about this, I started thinking about an example that is very personal to me, very meaningful to me. That has to do with us being boomers, creative uh, changes, um, and that is Van Halen. Okay. (laughs) Think about Van Halen here. When we were kids, do I have to (laughs) David Lee. Yes. Yes. You have to, because, because I love, I love Van Halen. Right. When we were kids, David Lee Roth was the singer of Van Halen. They got famous based on that lineup. He left Sammy Hagar came in and that was a problem. Okay. For a lot of people. And in Joe dirt, he makes a point when he's listing the bands. He likes saying, I like Van Halen, not Van Hagar. Uh, I, I actually liked them both a lot and I might even prefer Sammy in the lineup, but anyway, that was an evolution that, that really disappointed the fan base tremendously disappointed them. Okay. <laughs> and then Sammy Hagar left and uh, nobody's going to know Gary Sharon. <laughs> if you know the extreme song, more than words, he was the guy who sang that, but Gary Sharon uh, was the front man for just a couple years. And it really, that was like the lowest, the stock price of Van Halen has ever been. Okay. Van Halen was, was kind of a joke and, and dead at the Gary Sharon period of years. But this is why it's interesting when that didn't work. Sammy Hagar came back. He was around for a bunch of years and the fans got what they wanted. They were happy again. It wasn't David Lee Roth uh, for those super nostalgic old Van Halen fans, but it was an improvement. It wasn't Gary Sharon. It was at least back to Sammy. Then when Sammy Hagar left, David Lee Roth did come back. David Lee Roth, I think now is the official uh, front man of Van Halen at this point in time. And so over like a 40 year period here, uh, it wasn't so bad. And I, I think it's very tough to see that when you're talking about sports, where crazy stuff is happening season to season, all that matters is that one season you're talking YouTube, where it's going upload to upload uh, podcast, where it's going episode to episode. It's extremely tough to get that big picture. And I think because we're 3000 years old, it's a little easier for us to have patience with it and not freak out because we recognize that things can get better. You're going to get your Sammy back. You're going to get your David Lee Roth back. And if you don't, the thing can just kind of, kind of die out quietly. And that's where I think everything is misplaced with the freak out on something like, like a cinema massacre, just Give it time to be what you love again. Maybe you don't like a change that happened. Maybe you don't like the programming here. Uh, Maybe you don't like, I mean, there were people who didn't like when we introduced a Patreon. You remember the comments of people freaking out that we would have the gall to ask for a bit of money to pay the recurring bills of this show and to pay the producer, to pay uh, the editor. You know, it, it, people were really f- bothered by that because it wasn't this goofy, you know, completely uh, free waste of time uh, that they loved. Well, give it some time. You know, you can't freak out. You can't go nuts uh, and and just blast hate on these creative projects instantly. I think that's a mistake. I mean, I'm sure there are some. Uh, uh, well, look, I mean. You know, if something happens, like, let's say the community turns on somebody like Onision, that's different. That's not like a creative direction that people are disappointed (laughs) with. That's a specific thing that has really upset people. And that's legitimate. But if it's something like programming, why would you not just give it time to play out? You know, you can put your two cents in. And there's a great video from a friend of ours about this with Sonic. Sonic uh, the Hedgehog that, that came out, you know, the trailer came out. People hated oh, for the it. movie. They said why they, for the
1: movie, yeah, for the yeah. movie.
0: Yeah. They, they hated it. They said why they hated it. And then the studio responded with changes that turned out to be great. That movie is doing exceptionally well right now, you know, and you can look at an example like that and say, well, don't harbor this pure and total hate forever. Say your piece, get on with things and uh, give it a chance to get better. Well, if it doesn't, then you pull a a Kevin Lieber Simpsons and move on to something else because there's no shortage of stuff to move on to.
1: Well, that's kind of my perspective on it. It's like, would James continue to make the Angry Video Game Nerd show of, you know, 2011 in 2020? No, like how could he? Like he, times have changed. He has changed And things have had to change as a result. So my perspective is, would you rather have it be over completely? Like these are the options. Would you rather have it over completely? Okay, that's one. Just no more anything. Channel's dead. Would you, do you want (laughs) to still watch and like maybe be less in love with the content that's coming out now? right that's the that's another option if yep. it's not as good do you still want to watch the not as good version of the thing you used to love or do you just check out completely because it's not what you're you love anymore and you watch something else like the that's it like those are the options i don't think that they're necessarily bad options it's just life i
0: think you're right and before we go into the baby gang questions i do want to throw a nod to the handful of like 65 to 70 year old people who listen to this show because they exist. I've seen the data. We have listeners who are quite a bit older than us. And I just realized we should throw them an example of this kind of thing happening way back in their prime. Not that their prime isn't right now. Dylan goes electric. You know, I'm sure they're, that's exactly it. That's the example is Bob Dylan going electric <laughs> in in Florida. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I can't think of, Another really good one, you know, oh, maybe it's like, uh, Pat Morita being, uh, replaced as the diner owner on happy days. Maybe that was a, a real disappointment for some people. <laughs> Pat Morita, Mr. Miyagi. He was on happy days. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah. He did a, he did a couple seasons of, uh, uh, I think it was called Al's it was like the diner, um, there were a couple different Al's and for a, a few seasons, Pat Morita was, was that guy who ran the diner, but um, yeah, I just wanted to throw a nod to, uh, to our golden circle. <laughs> golden circle. Uh, that doesn't
1: sound good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's
0: like a, the, the sort of thing, you know, where, uh, you get the early bird discount on the <laughs> the, the 4 p.m. buffet at some casino in like West Virginia. Well, that
1: sounds good. Oh, oh. To me, Golden Circle sounded yeah, like it, some sort of disgusting euphemism. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, I'm just thinking, you know, uh, you get like the, like the Silver Star discount, you know, 10% <laughs> off your egg buffet. Oh, okay, okay. You know, for 65 plus. Um,
1: <laughs> it just sounded like, man, I don't want to Google Golden Circle because I don't know what's going to come up.
0: Well, now, now I have to, and I'm, I hope it's something horrible. Whenever I search something mystery, um, I always do it while I'm still logged in to my Vsauce email (laughs) so that if, if somebody ever checks, (laughs) if somebody ever checks it, it'll pop and I'll blame it on one of you guys. (laughs) Actually the Kingsman, uh, the Kingsman movie was called the golden circle. So we're safe. Okay, great. Yeah. Simon Sinek has a book, uh, called that as well and there's a uh yeah a tourist route in southern iceland covering 300 kilometers uh, looping from reykjavik to something else i can't see is called the golden circle so we're completely safe here <laughs> okay okay so we have questions from uh the baby gang and infantry that we want to get to a few of these and i think they're all quick hitters do you want me to start do you want me to pose one to yeah, you yeah go ahead uh the first one I actually is to me, but this is distinctly to you. Uh this is from Boromir, who uh by the way, he's new to the baby gang, which is amazing. He's been on the Discord for a while. Um he is uh in in Germany and actually is is near a spot that has one of the strangest international borders. In the world. There's a YouTube video on it. We should talk about that in another episode for a few minutes because it's really cool. There's this weird thing between Germany and Belgium that has to do with railroads. And so at one point there is a guy, I know he's still there, um, who lives in a house that is like in Belgium, but just his house is in Belgium and it's completely surrounded by Germany. And before the European Union, he literally had to like pass through customs every day when he left his house. <laughs> uh Sounds but odd. anyway so uh, that's yeah I talked to Boromir about that for a, a while a couple weeks ago but he wants to know from you it, will he grow a beard if he drinks gojira chocolate milk
1: oh absolutely
0: yeah a, a
1: great fake wizard beard comes with the territory so yeah in the
0: how quickly does that instantly,
1: grow instantly it just pops up i mean it hurts a lot it's extremely painful <laughs> but it just shoots out of your face and you look like merlin if if you guys haven't seen the the Latest Vsauce 2 video with the uh, the magic trick that's actually math. I have a great fake wizard beard, a wizard hat, and I had a, uh, just wrote a bit about drinking chocolate milk. And I had a Gojira pint glass and I thought, you know what, I'm going to use this just because I know that people who are fans of that band will get a kick out of it. And they did. There are, there are a lot of comments uh, in there about about the Gojira cup.
0: <laughs> well, I'm sorry that you had to go through the pain of growing that beard so rapidly. And I imagine it was tough, too, because, you know, I've I've had a beard sometimes long for most of the last 15 years. And drinking is hard with a beard, because especially when it's a thick, viscous kind of thing, like a chocolate milk. Jeez, the, the stuff that gets stuck in your beard is is awful. I'll say don't don't eat baked beans out of a can. When you have a beard, because it's just going to go badly.
1: Ugh, or just don't eat baked beans out of a can in general. <laughs> <laughs> unless, you, unless you're unless you a I hobo that's and you're on the, the train tracks, <laughs> then it's acceptable. <laughs>
0: so, 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 So Jeff wants to know, what's your favorite pizza
1: topping? My favorite pizza topping, gosh, I think I just, this is going to sound so boring, but I think just pepperoni. I mean- like I'm, I'm not against really any pizza topping. I'm not like one of those people that get furious about uh, like ham and pineapple or whatever. Like I don't care. That's fine. Like it, I've had it. It's not the worst thing in the world. Um, olives, mm-hmm. sure. Like those are good. Sausage, I'll try it. I don't mind. I'm not. I'm not kicking like peppers and onions out of bed on, <laughs> when it comes to pizza either. But. <laughs> you know pepperoni you don't really get other places okay now this is just going to sound kind of weird but like you don't encounter pepperoni a lot there there's not a lot
0: of pepperoni no, you really don't
1: uh featured foods in the world like in any cuisine as far as i know so when it
0: subway yeah subway has a spicy italian sub that's pepperoni and salami and that might be the only other example of of pepperoni, like not being in a, like an pasta salad. Uh, but you're right. You're absolutely right that you don't encounter it in the wild very often. Do you? (laughs) No, no, no. You just don't
1: don't stumble across a pepperoni log while you're walking around town, um, unless you get it on (laughs) pizza. So to me, like that is the opportunity to eat pepperoni.
0: That's my favorite as well, though. So pepperoni is I, I love getting, if somebody has like a double pepperoni deal, you know, if Pizza Hut's like, oh, this one has 78% more pepperoni than normal. Like, yeah, I want that 78%. And we used to get pizza. My family always got pizza on Friday nights from a very good staple of the community. You know, everybody's got this pizza place around town you know they tend to be their default we got this every friday night and let me tell you something that really pisses me off okay this is like in the top 10 of of things that bothers me and i freaked out on my family about this in recent years when we get pizza even now okay it always goes like this what do you want on your pizza usually my mom is asking this so we have gotten the same exact pizza uh, of having pepperoni and mushrooms on top of it is l- like literally as long as I can remember. I can verify <laughs> that we have ordered the same goddamn pizza <laughs> since at least 1986. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but she asks every time still. It goes it goes the whole like every time is the whole progression and everybody looks confused too like there's really something to talk about here it's
1: not a new it's not a new question yeah with new answers it's just the same thing
0: no no but they treat it as if they're really discussing it for the first time you know and then eventually the consensus is like yeah i guess i guess we'll go pepperoni and mushrooms <laughs> oh That's so, so It happened a couple oh weeks God. ago around Christmas. <laughs> yeah, around Christmas we, you know, we got a couple pizzas cuz there were a bunch of people around. And, oh, oh, what should we what do we want on the pizzas? And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I find that so funny, though.
1: It's so funny. It's so funny because it's so funny that it annoys you because t- it, it, it like it is so stupid. And I'm glad. And it makes me happy that it that this happens, and then it makes you mad. Like I love this story because it is so stupid. Why would you keep asking? You know what the answer is. <laughs> Just get the pepperoni and the mushroom. Oh my god.
0: If Has somebody just showed changed? up unannounced it with a pepperoni. Changed?
1: Was there ever like a moment where you're like, this time we're going to get like olives and onions?
0: I can uh, I can recall one or two times in the nineties <laughs> when there were onions when there were green peppers and onions on the pizza. And I mean literally maybe twice, okay? <laughs> Now, when there are enough people that you have to get more than one pizza, there will usually be a plain option, you know, because not everybody wants meat. Not everybody's into that. So you get, you know, a nice cheese pizza to go with this pepperoni (laughs) and mushroom, but I can guarantee you (laughs) that it's pepperoni and mushroom every single time. I I love the fact
1: that it's like, yeah, twice in the nineties, we experimented with (laughs) With one other topping combination, Uh, but but that's it.
0: That's how much of an aberration that it was to get something other than pepperoni and mushroom to the point where I literally remember like biting down on pizza with onions on it because it it just had never happened. Oh my God. That's the best story I've heard (laughs) in a really long time.
1: Um, My head hurts from laughing.
0: (laughs) Well, I, let me throw a few others at you since you're in a weakened state. Like now's the time to put you in the Pokemon bowl. Um, <laughs> uh, so James asked, um, if in it, give like one or two, give one or two answers to this in like short, short detail. If you had to do it uh, over again, if you had to do the create unknown over again, what would we do differently?
1: Oh, that's a good, oh man, I'm sorry. I'm still like coming down. That's an episode, to be honest. I'm still coming down from the pepperoni story. (laughs) Like my head is just like floating. (laughs) I need oxygen to to come back to my brain. Um,
0: Let me give you a simpler one in the meantime then. Uh, Boromir also wanted to know uh, if hot dogs are sandwiches and are salads with croutons sandwiches. That's one I haven't heard before.
1: Oh, Yeah. Um, I play with this all the time in my head. Like I, there was a while where I, I convinced myself that salad was cereal. You know, I was like, what is the difference between salad and cereal? I mean, I guess that like, if you consider the dressing to be kind of like a milk, I mean, if you know, you mix it around and stuff, I don't know that to answer that question.
0: (laughs) That's not crazy. That's a, that seems like a valid line of
1: thought. (laughs) (laughs) to to answer his question i i don't know um because the way that my brain works um makes it hard for me to define things like that i'm sorry if that's if that's a weird answer but that just the way that i think is too all over the place uh, when it comes to that kind of thing like i i go way farther than normal when it comes to comparing things conceptually
0: <laughs> I'm giving a straight up no on hot dogs being sandwiches because I think a sandwich needs to have a disconnected bun. Okay. That's my, my line in the sand on a sandwich and a hot dog has a bun that is connected. A lot Both of subs sides have, of con- have
1: co- connected. A lot of subs are connected, man.
0: Yeah. They're subs, not sandwiches. Submarine sandwich. Yeah. They don't call subway sandwich way. Do they? No. Cause that name sucks. <laughs> we, I think we've reached a point of delirium that that we haven't hit in previous episodes. (laughs) Did you, did you have a couple things to change it to change that we, or we like retrospectively should have done, which in the future we absolutely should do a full kind of discussion on that because we obviously talk about those things constantly as we continue to do this and evolve. Yeah. Well, in terms of the
1: podcast, I think just, yeah, Yeah. just, just simpler. Um, I think just sticking to simple longer, I guess. Um, you know, the way that I like part of my, um, like madness with being creative is to just see if I can do things And Mm -hmm. that got out of control, honestly, with the TV wall. Like, I wanted to see if I could build this TV wall and, like, have a guest beam into it. And it was really overly complicated. I did accomplish that goal. Like, it worked, except yeah, it worked out. yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I got a little too wrapped up in ramping up something just to see if I could do it. And that's not, and sometimes that really works out in creative stuff is to like push the envelope way further than it should go. Um, And maybe you figure out something that's, that, you know, is fresh and unique and cool and people love. But to me, that was an example or at least a a time in which I pushed something further than it needed to be honestly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I'm going to go on a a frivolous one. Uh, Why are you posting furry foot pictures with jelly?
1: What, what does that mean?
0: Pictures of of a furry with Smucker's jam rubbed all over their toes. (laughs) Why are you posting that in the Discord, Kevin?
1: Did I do that?
0: No, I did. No, <laughs> it's like, I don't remember there's this. some meme popped up on, on my Twitter and I'm like, oh, discord should see this picture. There's like jelly all over somebody's toes. That's weird. God, <laughs> and uh, when you first yeah, said they, that they, sentence, they I didn't even
1: it. know if you were speaking English. I was like, what are these words? Do these words in a row actually mean something?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we, uh, we have a couple things on the way. Uh, we mentioned, we mentioned shirts, that stuff is moving along. Uh, we have shipments that are ready to go out. So get in, uh, get in the baby gang, the infantry, uh, hang out with us. Uh, get, uh, get in the dumpster crew, uh, $2 tots as well. We need tots, baby. We need tots. We need tots. We Uh, ordered
1: two things this week. We ordered two brand new designs, two new, two new items that we will be sending out. Um at some point to our patrons. So yeah, go to patreon.com slash to create unknown to get involved with us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've got a, we've got a couple guests uh, on the way we want to talk. We want to start talking about VidCon a little early in the year because there's some questions about it. So that's probably a thing that we're going to talk about in coming weeks as well. So uh, we have, we have a few pretty hot topics on the way. Just like the store, Hot Topic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and uh, ultimately, my face hurts from uh, doing this episode thanks to your great (laughs) questions from the Baby Gang. So (laughs) thank you, Baby Gang, for uh, inspiring Matt to tell everyone his phenomenal pizza topping story we couldn't have done it without you
0: (laughs) thank you jeff you take all the credit for that's right (laughs) all right we're out of here see you
1: space cowboys
0: make sure to follow us over at patreon.com slash the create unknown You can just follow the post for free. You can join the baby gang or the infantry. That'll get you a free amazingly soft shirt in the next few weeks and personalized create unknown business cards crediting you as an associate producer of the show. You can get in the dumpster crew for snail mail packages and early access to episodes or become a $2 top to support the show and hop in our live streams. And again, 100% of all Patreon donations go into producing this show and back into the Create Unknown community, except for uh, what Kevin takes out to buy Teletubby memorabilia on eBay. He really likes Tinky Winky. Um, He doesn't doesn't know I'm telling you this, but it's an addiction, and we're really trying to deal with it the best we can. Patreon.com slash thecreateunknown, the link's in the description. We'd like to thank everybody who we talk to every single day in the Discord, and especially the patrons who make this show happen. Thanks to our editor, Marcus Allen, and to associate producers... Jeff Davis, Isaac Teal, Trev's Dead, James Gallagher, Spencer Braithwaite, Andrew Stimson, Keaton Sample, Boromir Schiffer, Sean Malone, Jen Mafasanti, Kevin with an E, Menard, Monaham and Fraken, and also to baby wrangling super producer Ben Webster. Thanks also to Paula Lieber and the stunningly gorgeous Mo Lewitt, and to our very generous sponsor of every episode, Eagle Brand Sardines. The Create Unknown is a production of Unknown Media.